Hey Charmers, welcome into another episode of Ms. Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Thank you so much for joining me again today. Welcome, welcome, welcome into this space, into this place. Go ahead and take some deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth. And gather yourself here in this moment. Ah, yes. Pick yourself up from wherever you last left yourself. You can close your eyes. Take a few moments for mindfulness. Ah, And just exhale the day. If you're listening to this in the morning or wherever this podcast may find you, where this episode is finding you, just release what happened the second before, what happened the hour before, and just bring yourself into this moment wherever you are. Ah, there you go. There I go. There you are. Yes. Nothing else matters in this moment but our time together, this juicy, juicy space. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. For those of you who are coming back, welcome back. You know the drill. Come on in. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in to this yummy, juicy space. And for those of you who are new here, welcome. Miss Charm School podcast is for modern boss babes looking to re-engage their feminine energy, their spirituality, and their sensuality. And Miss Charm School podcast is a space where women get to practice being in their queendom. What is the difference between your womanhood and your queendom? I'm glad you asked. Your womanhood is really your me season. It's the time for you to really learn thyself, explore thyself. And most importantly, it is the time when your decisions really only impact yourself. Now, there's aspects of your womanhood that you take with you throughout all of your journey. You're always going to be learning yourself. You're always going to be making decisions that 100% impact your life because you're the ones making the decisions. Hopefully, you're the one driving your own boat and not advertisements and opinions of other people. But in your womanhood season, it's really a time for you to learn thyself and your decisions really only impact yourself. I I describe queendom. As an elevated position, which I believe promotion comes by God, and when you get promoted, your decisions no no longer only impact yourself, they impact nations. Nations just simply meaning groups of people. So when you're in your queendom, you may, it may manifest in your life as going from girlfriend to spouse. It may manifest in your life as becoming a mother. It may manifest in your life as becoming a caretaker or power of attorney with someone. It may manifest in your life with promotion on your job or hiring staff. If you're an entrepreneur, there's many different ways queendom can manifest in your life where your decisions no longer only impact yourself, but they impact and influence the people around you. And here on Miss Charm School Podcast, we want to be excellent queens. We want to be the type of queens that people rise up and call blessed, the type of queens that people love to service and love to be around your energy, your aura and how gracious and just glorious you are in your queendom, how encouraging you are, uplifting you are, how loving and nurturing you are, how decisive you are, how intelligent you are, how wise you are. All of these things are aspects of excellent queendom. And so we want to be modern boss babes who are in our queen season. (laughs) We want to be excellent queens and excellent modern boss babes. And I believe that that takes 
re-engaging your feminine energy, which is something that already lies within you. But for a lot of us in today's culture, our feminine energy is not that expressed. We have to put on a lot of masculine energy in our world to make decisions and to climb corporate ladder or to build our business or whatever. And a lot of us are really craving to be reconnected to the flow, the ebb and flow of the feminine essence, which is your true nature if you're a woman who's listening to this. And a lot of modern boss babes are so desperately dry because they have no spiritual connection or spiritual relationship or spiritual practice. And a lot of modern boss babes are also stuck or stifled in their sensuality, which is heavily linked to your creativity and your creative space. It's the space where you incubate ideas, you incubate life, and there are a lot of blockages or trying to um, silence completely our sensual energy, that aspects of our feminine energy. Or some of us have overexposed <laughs> sensual energy and we're leading with our sensual, sensual energy thinking that that makes us feminine, that makes us woman. And it's so much more than that. So much more than that. And there's a different value to place on that aspect of yourself. So, oh Lord, that was a mouthful, but this is what Miss Charm School podcast is all about. And there's so many episodes here that you can dig through, go through to learn more about this space and the community that we have created globally around the world. Yes, 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 yes. So welcome back into this space and welcome newbies as well. In today's episode, I really want to launch off into sensuality, which is a subject that I probably haven't explored for a couple of years now. And in this week's episode, I really want to embark on hopefully a series where I get to dive into your feminine health in terms of your vagina. Yes. <laughs> Your P-U-S-S-Y, yes, a place of personal power, sensual power, and creative energy. And as I was mentioning just earlier, many of us have struggled with um, cramping and menstrual cramping and pain during our cycles or our hormones fluctuating. And Western culture would have us believe that that's normal. It's just a normal part of life as a woman. But in reality, there is the possibility to have monthly cycles that are effortless, that have no pain, that come and go within three to five business days, <laughs> okay? And they're not long or drawn out, and it's possible to have joy and peace and comfort during that time of your life. And how is that connected to sensuality? Well... I describe your feminine womb and your uterus and your vagina and your P-U-S-S-Y as a second heart. And I don't know who's the first person I heard say that. It may have been Queen Afua. It may have been someone else I just heard by fly on YouTube. <laughs> but I was able to hear someone call that womb space a second heart. And I absolutely love that term. And they said it's a second heart because the amount of blood that pumps through each human being is really concentrated around the heart. The heart 
circles and cycles a large amount of blood throughout your body every second and in total every day. And they said the beautiful thing about the female body is that once a month, there's a second area that circles a significant amount of blood and processes that through the body. This time it's releasing through the body. And that's the feminine body, the feminine organ and her monthly menstrual cycle. And ever since I got the revelation of a second heart, it just provides ah, so much joy, so much love, so much nurturing to my feminine womb space and to my uterus. I am so grateful for it, appreciative of it. Yes, because of the ability it has to incubate life, but literally in terms of receiving the seed of a man and then incubating that life. And many of us have been excited about that journey. You may be here all over the spectrum. And then there's a lot of people that are terrified about that journey and have taken medications or done things to their body to protect themselves from quote unquote unwanted pregnancy. But I really want to encourage us to relook at our feminine body as in our feminine body, specifically our reproductive organs, not as something to numb or to pop pain medication or to shut down or to get us to silence or to remove. Some of us have removed our uterus out of our bodies. Um, it doesn't need to be a point of contention or pain or frustration or uh, hatred. If some people were honest, they would say that they hate their periods. They hate that part of themselves. They want to be able to enjoy sex and have the freedom of connecting with people without the fear and the worry of creating a child and all these things. And so many of us have not been taught to look at our reproductive organs as a second heart. And just that phrase alone brings a gentleness, brings a tenderness. How would you treat your heart when you go through heartache and, and pain or when your heart is grieving it's because it's processing something that happened externally in your life and you can feel it in your heart space. There was a minister once that shared that your body registers emotional heartache, emotional pain, the same way it measures um, like a physical blow to the body. So imagine if you got in a car accident or something and you broke your elbow, a heartache to the body chemically, the chemical reaction in your body is the same as when you break a bone in your body. Like your body registers the trauma energetically the same. And so if we can understand like heartache and the pain of heartache, and we know that just doesn't like come out of anywhere, nowhere. The heart is just not trying to be painful for no reason. It's usually a reason that happened. And then you feel that reason in your body. It manifests and it hurts or it's painful or you're grieving something. Well, the same is true, I believe, for your second heart. And if you're having painful menstrual cycles or uncomfort or if you're manifesting cysts or fibroids in that area it's because your womb is trying to speak to you your your womb is trying to process your womb is trying to 
or having a tough time experience it might be experiencing blockages and it's not able to process in the natural flow and the natural state of peace and the natural state of joy which is your true nature and so that begs to ask <laughs> deeper questions that maybe we're probably not going to go into here on this episode of Miss Charm School podcast but I just wanted to introduce to you the concept of a second heart and I really want you to meditate on that and I really want you to think about that and I want you to think about your uterus and your reproductive organs your sexual organs uh, your sexual parts of your body as a gateway and an entryway into your heart How differently will we go about honoring our bodies or treating our bodies or respecting our bodies if we thought of it as somebody entering into our heart space? And then I also want to encourage you to think about your whole body. Let's say that's the heart of your temple and your body is a temple. And I was recently taking a class with my mentor, Debrina Jackson Gandhi, and she was explaining how she taught her daughters about their bodies. And she asked her daughters a simple question. How would you describe a temple? And her daughters went on to say lots of different things. And so I want to ask you that question. How would you personally describe a temple? Maybe it's quiet. The atmosphere is cool and relaxed. It's temperature is monitored it has a sweet smelling fragrance perhaps people are whispering you clothe you're clothed if you ever go into a mosque or a temple or a a cathedral in Europe oftentimes or even in uh, the Middle East if you go into a temple you can't just like walk in with shorts and your shoulders out and there's usually a decorum there's a reverence for the space you usually have to cover up certain aspects of your body parts or cover your head So there's a way that you dress when you enter and the dress is out of reverence. It's out of respect for the space that you're in. There's a way that you marvel at usually the splendor of a temple. A temple is usually peaceful. So there's all these different attributes that people would attribute to a temple. Well, your body is a temple. And so there should be a way that you should be handled. There's a way that there is to talk to your body to be loving to your body, to reverence your body, to respect your body. There is a way to adorn your body and have your body smell a certain type of way and be clean. Usually temples are very clean, spotless even. There is a way to care for yourself if you truly believe that you are a temple. And so that goes beyond getting your hair done and getting your nails done and keeping up those ritual practices, that goes into a state of being, an interdwelling state of presence in your physical bone marrow body in the soul and spirit of your body that you know that you know that you know that you're a temple. And therefore you engage with yourself a certain type of way. Perhaps you feed yourself certain foods, you feed yourself clean foods so that the inside of your temple is functioning and smelling good and you know healthy whatever those things may be I trust and believe that every person listening to this episode there's all different types of thoughts and images going off in your head about a temple well that's the way that you are supposed to be engaging with your own body and then think of your womb 
space as the entry point to the heart of your temple. How would you treat yourself if you really embodied that knowledge? How would you allow yourself, your, your temple to be interacted with? What requirements would you set in place before people accessed your temple? Would everybody get to have access to your Holy of Holies, the heart of your temple? Would you treat the heart of your temple so casually letting people come and go as they please? We start to have a different perspective once we really get an awakening of how precious our body really is. And it's not about, you know, if somebody tries to get into the heart of your temple on the second date or the first date, it's not about telling them about themselves and going off on them and telling them that I'm a temple, you know, and all of that. A temple doesn't have to announce itself. It just is. It's not loud. It's not pushy. It just is. And that's what the indwelling of knowing, like there's the practice of going to the spa and adorning yourself and relaxation. There's a practice that we call in modern day culture, sacred self-care or just self-care, not sacred, just self-care is what we call it in modern culture. But uh, my mentor introduced a topic of sacred self-care, sacred self-consciousness, where you are conscience, you have a conscience (laughs) that you are the temple. You are a living, breathing temple. And the heart of your temple, the gate of your temple, the second heart of your temple is your P-U-S-S-Y. That's what I would add on to that. And so there's a difference between femininity and doing things that we feel like are girly or or make us a woman. And then there's re-engaging the feminine energy, understanding that you are a temple, understanding that there's a way to engage with a temple, understanding that it's not just requiring people to enter the temple a certain way or interact with the temple a certain way it's how you treat yourself to the point that other people respond a temple doesn't have to say you know come in here and lower your voice there's something about being in the presence of a temple that people feel the need to lower drop their voice they feel the need to maybe even walk lightly (laughs) They want to sit in the temple. Sometimes people fall asleep in the temple because it's so peaceful. People bring their prayers and their hopes and their desires to the temple. Kind of sounds like if you're in your queendom and you're on your throne. So that's sort of a full circle moment that I'm seeing right there. I just explained how Miss Charm School podcast is for women who are transitioning from their womanhood into their queendom. And your queendom meaning that your decisions don't just impact only yourself, but they impact the lives of others. And when people enter into a queen's presence, it's similar to entering into a temple. There's a way of being. There's a way to interact with her. There's a way to treat her. And if you don't, her soldiers will be happy to escort you out, (laughs) boo-boo. And so I want that for every single lady listening here. And as we embark on this probably mini series of your vajayjay 
if I'm led to do another episode, I wanted to start off by sharing it is important to reconsider your reproductive organs, a space for a second heart. Your womb is a second heart. How would you treat the holy of holies of your temple? How would you love on her? And if she is screaming or in pain or having fibroids or, you know, um, anything that's going on that's uncomfortable, she's probably uncomfortable and trying to bring awareness to you. She's probably speaking to you saying, will you address me? Will you attend to me? The temple's not clean. You know, I need to be detoxed. I need rest. I need relaxation. I want to take a break from people engaging in my holy of holies. You've given way too many people access to this sacred space and I'm tired. There's going to be things that she's going to say to you or maybe she was violated at a young age and she hasn't yet recovered that space. There's still damage. There's still dirt there that needs to be cleaned up. So I really want to encourage you to relook at your womb space as a second heart. And the next time you have your monthly cycle, if you're blessed to still have one, I want you to love on her. That could be simply placing your right hand on your lower abdomen and then placing your left hand on top of that and just saying, I love you. Rubbing her gently, telling her, I love you. Hugging yourself, telling yourself, I love you. And repeat that. And do that over and over and over again. That could mean taking her for a walk. If you have a sedentary type of employment or, you know, you're the type of person working in your business long hours and it requires you to sit still, it may mean she wants to stretch. She wants to move. She wants to walk. She wants to dance. (laughs) But it's time for us to re-engage our feminine energy by reconnecting to our bodies, by reconnecting to our vaginas by reconnecting to your pussy yes (laughs) instead of stuffing her face all the time stuffing her with tampons stuffing her with penises stuffing her with whatever else machines batteries all kinds of things and highlighting pleasure 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 and not paying attention to care and treating her like a temple, treating her like the holy of holies of your temple. So I'm going to put a cork in it there, (laughs) speaking of stuffing, and I'm going to leave that there. I'm excited for this series. I'm excited to also talk to you about in the future how your womb space doesn't just incubate human life, but it also can receive seed and incubate ideas. It can germinate ideas for business. You are so powerful as a woman. You are so powerful as a woman. I thoroughly believe that men can only go so far without the gift of a woman. I believe it's something about your energy when you are connected and tapped in. There's something about your creativity. There's something about your ability to positively influence. Many of us are using our words to tear down instead of building up and some of us that are building up we haven't cleaned out the gunk the funk and the poo poo (laughs) that is um, 
rock solid in our heart space. And so even though we're trying to be positive and we're trying to, it's just that we're trying, we still don't have the inner dwelling atmosphere of a temple when our bodies enter into spaces, when we enter into spaces and rooms and we're trying to effort positivity on top of stinky stuff. And the stinky stuff that needs to be cleaned out could be old relationships, exes, old trauma, stuff that you just haven't really dealt with. You just swept over into the corner and now it's piled high. And even though you're trying to be positive, it's just that it feels like such a strong effort and you have a very short fuse. You don't have patience with people. You go off on people like, ooh, there's a lot. And the only reason why I can identify it so clearly is because I walked through it myself. And there are times where I have to revisit walking through it because as a temple, a big, beautiful, gorgeous space that has the ability to, um, I don't want to say entertain a lot of people, but has the ability to host and um allow into its space all different kinds of people and people are bringing different prayers and all this different stuff there's energy in the atmosphere and at some point the temple has to close down it's not open 24 7 (laughs) okay at some point the foot traffic stops and peace rest and in a sense you're able to recharge yourself someone comes and cleans up the temple if someone never cleaned the temple the temple would be filthy So there's an active ongoing process of shutting down, letting the traffic and the busyness of the day cease. There's a time for cleaning up the temple and that can be a daily process. It should be a daily process. Making sure that everything is spick and span and immaculate and that it does not get to a place where it's run down. But that's an ongoing practice. So I'm able to identify it so clearly because it's an ongoing practice. It's something that I have to keep revisiting. It's something that I have to keep actively pursuing, cleaning my temple, cleaning my temple, having forgiveness, releasing things that piss me off, calling that person that I offended and say, you know what? I'm so sorry I offended you. Please forgive me. You know, sharing, writing in my journal, I was upset today because this person cut me off or this person said this to me or I was overlooked for this all of that cleaning out and flushing on a daily basis so that when I go encourage someone or uplift someone or speak life over someone and use my voice and my energy for positivity and uplift and uplifting others it is just that and it's able to be strong and potent without the smell of (laughs) poo-poo lingering and wafting off in the corner somewhere that I didn't clean up it's able to be a pure pure signal to others so I know that I talked in broad concepts but I hope that you were able to understand what I was um, sharing with you in today's episode I'm really excited about getting into this series and having us re-love and reconnect to our second heart the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful aspect, one of the beautiful aspects that makes you an amazing woman, an amazing human being, and sets you apart from the other species, human species of male on the planet. It allows you to be sensitive, creative, incubate life, 
uh, to be a nurturer. And when you shut that area down, when you fail to look at it as a second heart, when you're just popping pills trying to numb it, or she's screaming out in pain and you're not really dealing with it, you're just kind of leaning on Western medicine. Like if you're too much in that perspective, you'll miss how beautiful of a gift it is to be you. It's beyond your fingernails. It's beyond your hairstyle. It's something deeply precious lying within the center of the core of your being. And I'm excited to get into this series to explore it with you. I love you, Charmers. I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.